Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast of patient advocacy, information, as well as education. This week, we are talking about the recent decision, depending on when you listen to this, of the FDA and CDC was actually a joint decision to pause the administration of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And if this is your first time uh, catching uh, this episode, the Johnson Johnson vaccine is the third vaccine that's been approved here in the United States. I know it's not approved everywhere worldwide, but here in the United States, it was the third vaccine to be approved for COVID-19. And right now there is a pause in place. So um, I actually did a uh, Medicine Monday episode talking about it. So I figured, you know what, let's just go ahead and, you know, I know not all of my podcast listeners are also my YouTube watchers as well. So we're going to take that audio and dump it right on here. If you have not had a chance, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast as well as, especially if you're a YouTube subscriber, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. I actually have not one, but two YouTube channels, uh, Dr. Barry Pierre TV, as well as Dr. Pierre Health Checks. Uh, make sure you subscribe to both. Leave us a comment on both of those videos, uh, both um, of the most recent videos that you happen to catch on there for me. So uh, without further ado, let's get ready for another amazing episode here on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store, living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. At the store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, coffee mugs, even wristbands, and more. For a limited time, you can get 10% off your next purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. That's EMPOWER10, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-10. Just go to shop.drbayerpr.com to pick up your purchase and get 10% off today. And remember, 50% of your purchases will be donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, a nonprofit organization for high school students. Today we're talking, especially if you happen to catch my live stream on Friday, we are going to be talking about the Johnson Johnson vaccine. More importantly, why did the FDAs, well, the CDC say, you know what, let's let's hold on for a second and let's pause all administration until we find out what's going on, especially here in the United States. So again, um, you're a truly Dr. Barry. So let's let's talk about it, right? So we are talking about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. We're talking about the most recent decision by the FDA, which happened on the 13th of April. They say, you know what? Let's hold off on continuing to give these medications until we find out what is going on. And what is going on is what we know now is that we have at least six people, um, actually women, um, from the ages of 18 to 48 who developed this rare combination of a blood clotting disorder, the cerebral venous uh, thrombosis, um, between days 6 to 13, as well as some associated thrombocytopenia. And for those who may not know, thrombocytopenia is our platelet count, and is when our platelet count is low. 
And our platelets do a great, phenomenal job, especially when we think about, uh, you know, stopping. Like if you if you cut yourself, right, your platelets are what helps you stop bleeding, which is why medications like aspirin and Plavix, they typically will work on the platelets to try to prevent them from doing their job. And that's why aspirin and Plavix typically works for our heart disease patients or stroke patients. That's why we typically give that medication. So, you know, first thing first. So we have, you know, this decision. Again, we have six women. Um, and again, just for you know us to kind of get a, a broad view of what's going on, at, at least at the time you know we're recording, uh, we have given out 6.8 million doses of the Johnson Johnson vaccine, and we have six people who have uh, contracted this combination of uh, disorders. And right now, it is, if you ask me, it's, I think it's very early to talk about causation. But I, what I do love, and I've, I've gotten this question a lot over this past few days, is, hey, Dr. Barry, you know, what do you think about the recent decision, right? And of course, we, we're definitely going to talk about, you know, my personal thoughts. We'll, we'll definitely hold that off to the end. But what do you think about the recent decision? And uh, again, I think it's, I think it's a good one, right? And like I said, I'll, I'll delve into it more later on. So, um, you know, first thing first, let's, uh, let's kind of, let's talk about it again. The CDC, FDA kind of met. They said, you know what? Even though six cases, you know, are a small number. It's significant enough uh, for us to say, let's take a look. And I think they're being very cautious, especially when we think about AstraZeneca, uh, which is a another uh, vaccine candidate that's not available here in the United States. It is available in other countries you know, outside of the United States, but it's not available here in the United States because of concern that, you know, that may be associated with blood clots as well. And they're interesting enough. Both the Johnson Johnson as well as AstraZeneca, they're actually made. They're the diff. They're actually the same type of vaccines, right? These we would call these adenovirus vaccines, which again is not a new uh, type of vaccine. We've been making these for decades now, right? So uh, you know, so people you know be, don't be concerned from that standpoint there. Um, but because of I think what we're seeing with the AstraZeneca and where AstraZeneca being paused at certain places because of blood clotting, I think the United States really wanted to jump ahead and say, all right, let's before we even go in this direction, let me make sure that this isn't something, you know, we need to be concerned about here with the Johnson and Johnson. So they, they're getting as as we speak, they're getting they're collecting data to kind of see if there's, you know, a way to kind of correlate uh, the causation, because like I said, 18 to 48 is a pretty wide range. Six days to 13 days, pretty wide range, right? And when we think about trying to piece together of some type of relationship, and it's interesting, like I, I was doing the the math, right, on, you know, how, what type of percentage that is, is, right? So, like, I think first and foremost, we should talk about what is, like, this rare blood clotting disorder, which is cerebral venous thrombosis, which, again, I'm pretty sure in the past five days, which has been Googled more than it's ever been Googled, um, you know, for the past, like, decade or so. Like, again, I remember having to read up on it, you know, when I was a medical student, even medical resident, especially when I was doing my neurology rotations, because that was one of the... That's one of the the questions that you always don't think about because it is missed. It is one of those things where, you know, you typically have to do a battery of tests and then kind of rule out the other things before you start thinking about like, hmm, I wonder if they have, you know, this venous thrombosis or this cerebrals, right? So uh, what is cerebral venous thrombosis? Again, we are going to be uh, leaning on the uh, John Hopkins Medicine uh, definition, right? So again, I'll, obviously, I'll be uh, sharing uh, my screen to, just so you can kind of get a, an idea. Like I said, again... All of these links will definitely be in the uh, show notes as well. 
So, um, it is described as cerebral venous sinus thrombosis occurs when a blood clot forms in the brain's venous sinuses. Uh, this prevents blood drain from draining out of the brain. And as a result, blood cells may break and leak blood into the brain tissues, forming a hemorrhage, right? So again, this is a, a different cause for a hemorrhagic stroke, right? Which is essentially a stroke due to bleeding in the brain. There's a lot of, um, you know, again, we, we, we we're not going to talk about strokes on this one, um, but again, it's one of the type hemorrhagic strokes are one of the type of strokes uh, that occur often. And again, this is a what we call it the differential of causes for it. Um, and again, this is and it talks about this chain of events is a part of a stroke that can occur in adults and in children, it even occurs in newborns and babies in the womb. Um, this, again, a stroke can damage the brain, the central nervous system. A stroke is a serious, it's serious. It requires immediate medical attention. Right. So this is, again, Hopkins Medicine, like making sure like, hey, like I know you're reading, you know, about cerebral venous arborosis, but you got any of these symptoms, please go to the hospital. Right. And we're going to talk about what are the signs and symptoms that people should be concerned about when we think about this uh, venous thrombosis and why especially because i've already gotten i've fielded plenty of calls uh from my friends and family members who have gotten to johnson johnson and they ask like hey like is this something i need to worry about um and again like i said i think it's very early uh for us to be able to say like yeah the vaccine is the cause but again we're, we're being very overly cautious which i think we need to be especially in this time and age um, to make sure that we don't go down that route. So um, let's talk about some of the causes for this cerebral venous thrombosis. And you know, some of them are, you know, we may know being a woman, right, puts you at an increased risk uh, for this type of disorder. Um, you know, if you're on birth control, if you're pregnant, again, uh, some other risk factors associated with it, uh, iron deficiency, dehydration. Uh, there is actually some blood clotting disorder. So if you already have a propensity to have a blood clotting disorder, um, you are at an increased risk for this type of uh, disorder occurring uh, in the brain as well, too. So just to, again, we're just kind of more focusing on the adults aspect of it. Um, cancer, obesity can play a factor as well, too. Um, and again, I talked about some of those blood clotting disorders like protein C, protein S deficiency, uh, lupus anticoagulant, factor V later mutation, antiphospholipid syndrome. Again, these are a lot of these autoimmune related disorders um, that increase your risk for having blood clots in general. General. And if they increase your risk of having blood clots in general, um, again, the cerebral venous thrombosis is kind of right up there. So let's talk about the numbers, right? Because I think there's more importantly, again, six out of 6.8, that's not that many. That's really like less than one per every million. Now, for a patient who is who has not gotten the Johnson Johnson vaccine, your risk of getting this disorder usually occurs about about five, two to five, depending on what you read, out of every million, right? So as already, we can see that the you have a higher chance of getting this disorder not getting the, the vaccine than you are getting the vaccine, right? So again, and this is why you have some proponents who are like, you know, maybe we're being a little bit too cautious because I don't see the correlation, which is understandable. But again, we have to, again, we have to be very diligent in what we're trying to do because, again, everything's about safety, safety uh, for everyone out there um, from that standpoint there. So like symptoms, right? Like what, like what are the signs and symptoms that you should be worried about or you should be really concerned about just in case you may be dealing with this, right? So the biggest one, which occurs about 70 to 90% of patients um, is headaches. And these are like, not just like your regular tension headaches. These are piercing headaches, head, worst headache you've ever felt in your life. Those are the type of headaches that really should be concerned about. And again, remember uh, the the time frame that we're seeing here is six to thirteen days, right? So that's within a week to two weeks. If you get that type of headache, should be concerned. 
blurred vision as well. Um, some fainting, some some weakness, some muscle weakness as well. Uh, even even more severe, like you know, seizure-like activity, stroke-like activity. Again, obviously, if you're having any of these, you should be running to the hospital, anyways. Um, you, you def- that's that's definitely not a. Let me call my doctor to see what my doctor thinks about it if I'm having seizure-like activity. Like, no, you go to uh, the nearest hospital and you run over there in that regard. So those are some of like the the big signs and symptoms associated uh, with this disorder. And and reason why we need to know that is because you, as a healthcare professional, right? Again, as one who um, is here, who is a proponent of the vaccine, one who again, not only have I gotten a vaccine, uh, my my wife's gotten a vaccine, my mom's gotten a vaccine, right? Everyone who is eligible around me, I'm telling them get the vaccine, right? Like I have to be able to educate the community as well too, especially when they hear some news like this, right? So like, and I want you guys to be educated, especially when you're watching this channel here or you listen to me on the podcast or wherever you maybe kind of consuming my content like i want you guys to be so empowered that you can make your own well-informed decisions so if, if this informed decision says yeah you know i don't want to do vaccine that's cool right but as long as it's an informed decision and you know all of the risks and benefits that are going into that informed decision i'm okay with that right again when we empower yourself for better health that doesn't mean you have to do everything dr pierre does right or dr pierre says it just means that you have to be empowered with the correct knowledge and i will stress correct knowledge because unfortunately um, you know, when this news came out, you you should have seen all of the people who already weren't getting the vaccine anyways. Right. They they had zero intention of getting the vaccine, say like, oh, I, I knew it. I knew it. Acting as if this and let's let's just break out the numbers right from a percentage standpoint of the, the likelihood of you getting uh, this uh, process. Right. So six divided by six point eight million. Let's uh, let's see what see what those numbers tell us. You have a point zero 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 eight eight chance of getting this disorder, right? So again, like you have a more likely um, chance to get struck by lightning, right? Walking outside, right? Like than you do getting this disorder. And more importantly, and I think this is what we need to stress. Like, do you heard all of the zeros I mentioned on there? You have a 20% chance of getting a blood clot type disorder if you get COVID. 20, right? Again, I mentioned a whole bunch of zeros on if you get this vaccine. Getting COVID-19, you have a 20, 1 in 5, 20% chance of picking up a blood clot, right? So again, again, it, it's, it's not, this is not an apples and oranges thing. Getting COVID-19 puts you at a much higher and increased risk chance of getting a blood clot than picking up this vaccine. It just is what it is, right? Like there's, there's really no argument there. There's not, there's no back and forth that's needed. Those are just absolute facts, right? And that's where we need, that's where we're here to focus on the absolute facts uh, of it all. Because uh, at, at when the decision comes out, right, which I fully suspect probably within the next couple of weeks, um, that the FDA and CDC says, hey, you know what? We're not seeing any correlation associated you know, with this um, vaccine. We can go ahead and give it out. Like, I don't want people to be shocked or surprised, right? Because I, I fully, I don't um, ex- expect them to find some new uh, revelation that says like, revelation that says like, oh yes, it's definitely a problem that we need to be concerned about. I just, I just don't see it happening uh, in that regard. So, so we just have to be very diligent with the news information that we're getting. Uh, but more importantly, we just want to be educated, 
right? So again, we talked about the signs and symptoms that I want people to be aware, right? Again, if you are, especially if you're one of my um, uh, followers or listeners here, understand if you're a woman, you're at a higher increased risk for this type of disorder anyways, right? So if you've gotten the Johnson, so this is for, you know, the people who've gotten the Johnson vaccine, right? Because that's the question I've got. I'm like, hey, if I've gotten a Johnson vaccine, like, should I be concerned? And it's, it's a very valid question. Should you be concerned? I think if if you've gone three weeks since you've gotten that vaccine, the likelihood of getting this rare disorder is extremely low. Like we're, we just have not seen it. Um, if you're if, again, this if you're and this we're talking about Johnson Johnson vaccine because we've had no reported cases with the Moderna and Pfizer, which again is a different type of vaccine. Um, that's that's the uh, the mRNA vaccines and again, and we've had different uh, long discussions here on Medicine Mondays about the different you know issues associated or concerns I should say associated with mRNA vaccines. So again, the Johnson Johnson is a different type of vaccine. The AstraZeneca is a different type of vaccine. So we're Again, we're just being very diligent just to make sure that this isn't something that we're going to have to be worried about, especially in the future. So if you got, if you've gone, if you've gotten the Johnson Johnson vaccine, listen up. If you if you're three weeks out, very low risk. Right. But let's say you're within that that sweet spot, that one week to two weeks. Let's say you're a woman. Right. Let's say you're 18 to 48. Right. So the things that you want to think about, again, these are all about the symptoms. Right. And again, listen to your body. Right. Piercing headaches. Right. Weakness, blurry vision, double vision. Let's say you're having some, you know, some gait issues. Right. Like you're not walking correctly or your balance isn't there. Right. All of these neurological related issues should prompt you to say, you know what, let me go to the doctor, urgent care, ER. Let me go somewhere just to get checked out, just to make sure. I don't want you flooding the emergency rooms uh, because you they your tension headache uh, and you think that's what it is, right? Now again, they're gonna they're gonna check you, right? They're gonna check you for the cerebral venous fibrosis, but like I don't want you guys to be surprised when you don't realize you don't have it, right? It just, again, there's the, uh, there's a lot of different sequelae associated with it. So if you if you ask me, hey, Doctor Barry, like I haven't gotten my uh, vaccine yet. I was scheduled to get it next week. Right. And let's say by next week, it opens up. I was scheduled to get it next week. What should I do? I'm going to tell you, go ahead and get the vaccine because I know the risk of getting COVID-19 is still higher than the risk of you getting this disorder. I know the risk of you getting COVID-19 and getting a blood clot is still higher than getting this disorder. Again, we're not saying that the vaccines are going to protect you from picking up COVID-19. Remember, COVID-19 is here to stay. Right. We already having reports of them talking about maybe we're going to need a booster in a year or so, which, again, if you long as you've been following me, you know, that's we've been talking. We've said that like in January, we already said that in December, January, like don't don't be surprised when they say we need boosters. We've already said that, especially with all of these variants coming around here. Like last time I checked, we have about eight different variants across the United States. Um, and again, as no telling what's across country, but at least here in the United States, we have like eight different variants of, of COVID nineteen. Which again, we're not we're not afraid of variants. We expect variants to occur, especially when we think about uh, viruses. Especially when we think about viruses that spread to as many people as it has spread. Um, again, worldwide, 140 million people right have contracted uh, COVID-19. Right, so when you got a virus that spreads that much, you're gonna have some variants. So um, I'm gonna tell you again, if that was me, right, if I had, if I've not gotten vac, if I hadn't gotten vaccinated, and my only option was to get to Johnson and Johnson, I'm getting that Johnson and Johnson vaccine because I know the risk associated with getting COVID-19 unvaccinated is far worse than the risk of getting COVID-19 and 
I mean, getting the vaccine and maybe picking up this rare disorder, maybe picking up this rare disorder. Again, like I said, the chance of you getting it is so extremely small, right, that I'm confident uh, as a healthcare professional that, you know, I, I, you, I, would, I would weigh that pros and cons. Again, everything's a risk and reward type thing. And I think the risk of getting COVID-19 as an unvaccinated person and then having to see a person like me in the hospital is much higher than the risk of you getting the vaccine and picking up this rare disorder. Right. So, again, that's again. And because obviously, because I, I got that question a lot, like it was like a twofold question, like, hey, Dr. Barry, um, you know, what should I do that? What should I be worried about? So, again, educate yourself. Right. Again, don't just listen to me. Like I said, I'll, I'm going to have the information in the show notes, but read up on your own. Right. Educate yourself on what cerebral venous thrombus is educate yourself on what thrombocytopenia is and what are some of the um, signs and symptoms especially when we think about thrombocytopenia a lot of times it's easy bruising some you sometimes you see this like almost like you know almost like i don't want to say spider butts but like almost like little dots around um your hands and sometimes your face and sometimes your skin uh, especially with, with blood vessels breaking off which occur in thrombocytopenia so again something to think about something to kind of keep an eye on uh, but at the end of the day, I'm still telling you to get that vaccine, whichever vaccine it is, even if, if it is Johnson Johnson. So, um, again, we will kind of be following along uh, the news, of course. Again, the second you know we get any news update, I'll make sure I hop on here um, to, to give you another update as well, too. Just make sure everyone's informed. So you guys be blessed. Make sure um, you, again, uh, if, if you're one of my podcast listeners, make sure you're subscribed uh, to the podcast. If you're one of my YouTube uh, you know, watchers, make sure. You, you like subscribe hit us with a comment right we love the comments and make sure you're also uh following my dr pierre's health checks youtube channel as well too because uh we're getting we're getting a lot of traction on that side as well too and again that's where i answer like if you got questions you know hit your questions in the comments right and i'll answer i'll, I'll throw up a quick little one minute video again all the videos on the dr pierre's health checks side is just one minute or less uh, so i'll answer your question quick fast and kind of keep it moving so you guys be blessed have a great day, and I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is your truly Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support. Just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode. Hope you were empowered by today's episode. Please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode and if you have not already done so subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review especially on apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review leave a review there because your support is so 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 valuable for what we're doing here on the lynch learn and everything with pierre medical consulting and if you have not done so go ahead and join the listserv to join the listserv is very easy just grab your phone right now i'll pause Join the listserv. You want to text Lunch Learn Pod. This is all going to be one word Lunch Learn Pod to 44222. And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because I usually tell my listserv members, hey, this is what I'm working on. This is the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thanks, guys. You have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you guys next week.